0: Okay, guys, we've got the strategy RPG genre down pretty well with the Disgaea series, but people want action these days. What ideas do you got for an action RPG?
1: Well, we've got that one story about the witch. It's on the back burner. Mm, The one with the dog princess?
0: Oh, a witch! I love witches. I kind of identify with them.
1: Well... This witch is a terrible person and meets a dot this dog princess that learn and learns to become a better person. You are not kind of like the witch at first. But eventually you learn to like her.
0: (laughs) Witches are little scamps like that.
1: Or thinking like a female Laharl, where wherever she's nasty, bad things happen to her.
2: Yeah, and the dog princess keeps her grounded.
0: Great idea! I I got a good one. How about we let the witch really hate her mother?
1: Um, that could work, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then in the first chapter, she murders her mom in cold blood.
1: Uh,
2: harsh... But okay. This is all great
3: stuff,
0: guys. Hang on. I've got to take this call. Oh, hi, Mom. What's up? Mom, why are you crying? Um,
1: Mom, we can leave if you want.
0: No, it's fine. You stepped on squeakers. Well wasn't an accident? What do you mean he was taunting you? How does a mouse taunt you?
2: Really, really, we can we can just go.
0: It's fine, it's fine. Mom, I can't believe you killed my pet mouse. What the hell is wrong with you? Yes, I will talk to you like this. You've always had it out for squeakers.
1: Um, uh this is getting awkward.
0: You are one more incident away from a rest home with a two-star rating, Mom, I swear to God!
2: And now it's even more awkward.
0: I will have justice for Squeakers, Mom. You'll see. Yeah? Well, you ever see The Godfather? Well, you're gonna wake up with a severed-
1: You know what? You can have the witch game. Just, uh, put the story draft on our desk.
0: Oh, it's okay. Great. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna get a sequel. Thanks, guys. Where was I? Oh, yeah. And when you're not looking, I'm going to chop it up and put it in your soup and you'll never notice. Let's
1: just make a game of an actual female Laharl, and never bring up witches to her again. Yeah, agreed.
2: In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to Backlog Prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RV gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground today still drowning in unplayed games they survive as podcasters with no fortune if you have a backlog if no one else can help well you've already found them. it's our team of rpg backtrack
0: Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like the RPG Podcast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we're your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I'm your host Kelly Ryan, and the familiar to my witch, my podcast partner in crime, Mr. Matt Mason.
2: I'm just here so I don't get eaten.
0: And the only person with us, the only person who was willing to come with us to talk about <laughs> these two games, um, Josh Carpenter.
1: I'm questioning that this in any way counts for nostalgia. Uh,
0: so we're, we're going to be talking about the two witch and the 100 Night games, and we've been threatening this show for a while. Because <laughs> uh, like, we've, like we've I always been... say...
1: I think right, we've been discussing this ever since it became eligible, and I had reviewed the second game, and you kept going like, we should we should put this in somehow. And I'm like, but nobody's played the first game. And you're like, well, I'll try it.
0: <laughs> I, I did it for the bit. Um, I, I said the second that the first game goes on sale for less than $10, I will buy it. And lo and behold, PSN sale, it went on sale for less than $10. And I played through it, and I, I have thoughts.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, you'll I'm, have to defend yourself later
0: yeah I'm going to be up front I did not hate it as much as I thought I would there were actually some parts that I enjoyed and some parts that I was kind of questioning the reasoning behind certain writing in it um, you know just try, trying to have I had a mostly positive experience with the game other than some mechanics and issues Josh on the other hand on the 100 Night 2 had no no redeeming things whatsoever
1: no no none whatsoever i'm going through my stuff and i'm realizing like i hated this game way more than i remembered
0: yeah because you were pretty animated on uh rpg cast that whole (laughs) month you were playing it
1: it wasn't that long i think it was only a couple of weeks but it was really awful
0: (laughs) okay it must have felt like a month to you
1: i'm sure it did
0: Sorry, what were you going to say, Matt?
2: I was going to say, if this is the point where you wish to switch off this episode and listen to any of our other uh, two hundred and fifty uh, other ones, go right ahead. We don't mind.
0: Well, I think to appreciate the good games every once in a while, you've got to play a bad game, or that in is this true. case, a, a, a mediocre game. And bad games do cause some a little bit of entertainment. Uh, you know, between Josh's horrible experience and my mediocre experience, I'm like, we can at least get an hour out of this.
2: Um, <laughs> you can't have a 5.0 without the 2.5s and the ones. I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Every once in a while, you just play something that either doesn't click with you or just like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, like I what, said, what I,
1: was NIS thinking?
0: Yeah, what was <laughs> NIS thinking? Um, my skit was inside on that. That was me just saying Huh? I wonder how that happened um, And just hope that we don't get sued For that reenactment <laughs> <laughs> I don't think We would like I've... to say
2: that this was Completely fictional but we're not yes, sure
0: <laughs> I, I don't know um, You know if we ever jump at a chance To interview like the main lead writer For this game I, I want that interview Because I have questions <laughs> <laughs> But I, th- I think we're going to take a very brief interlude with some music from the game which is one of the positive points and then we'll just dive right in after the break so stick around welcome back to rpg backtrack where we are doing a deep dive into two games that many people might not want to deep dive into uh which in the (laughs) hundred night one and two we are are
1: literally diving into the swamp this episode (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) Uh, and coming out smelling a little bit better um the first game was released in the u.s on march 25th 2014 did i write that down right was that really 2014 the Seems like that should have been longer ago. Um, the PS4 version was re- released on March fourth, twenty sixteen, and uh, apparently the development on The Witch and the Hundred Night began around April twenty ten, and they wanted to make an action RPG, or, or an action RPG, and wanted wanted it to be open world. But then the graphics couldn't handle it, and they were like, "Fine, we're going to work more on loading time into action," and the open world stuff was scrapped and that explains a lot (laughs) it's it's
1: at least i only played the first few hours of this it seemed very linear much like the second game
0: yeah um because the 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 levels in the game are very bland and i'm i'm sitting there thinking did they intend this to be a roguelike with the way that you play this because you have that gcal time limit and you yeah. lose all your stuff when you die. I feel like this was a roguelike and they couldn't figure it out. And yeah. then you'd go and tell me that, no, the sequel was a roguelike.
1: It has a lot of those elements to it, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the sequel actually goes st- completely for the uh, all of the sections of it now. I, my understanding of the first game is that it was actually all of the the levels are designed. And then in the second game, it's all procedurally generated levels, except for the uh, bosses.
0: Okay, and yeah, it now that I know that it was supposed to be a huge open world, it does make sense because they tell you go to this place to open up this place, and I'm like, what? You know, because because it has that well, you know, it has that world map where you just pick your area, and it's like, why do I have to go back to an area I've been to to unlock the new area? Why can't you just unlock the new area? Oh, because these things probably were connected at one point. <laughs> a so, little
1: bit sneaking through there
0: so yeah um and, and you're controlling a character called the 100 Knight that's a familiar to a witch you can equip. a equip up to five weapons at once with three different weapon sets equipable
1: well, well that, that that that's true but that's kind of a weird thing that needs to be explained so you have these five weapons that are equipped and you can i i I'm trying to remember now with the first game i know the second game had like three different sets you could have like and swap between on the fly but it's not like you have five that you're all juggling or swapping between like When you hit the attack button, there's a singular attack button, you will attack with the first one in the sequence. So you might have a sword, and then a hammer, and then another sword, and then a magic staff, and then another sword. So you hit, the, you hit the attack button, and you'll hit with your sword. And then you hit the attack button again, and then you'll hit with a hammer. And then you hit the attack button again, and it will do the third, and then the fourth, and then the fifth. And the idea is, of course, enemies have, like, all the different weapons fall into, I think it's like slash, blunt, and magic damage. So there's a bit of a weapons triangle going on. So you have to, you know, match up the enemy weaknesses with the attacks you're doing. And then you're also trying to chain these uh, attacks together to hit weaknesses so that you get bonuses that also uh, like affects like the drops that enemies do. If you're hitting their weaknesses, you get better drops when you actually mm-hmm. kill them. The, the problem is I felt like it was kind of clunky and in, in actual, you know, it, it's not a typical sort of uh, like, like ease games have, have kind of experimented with weapons triangles Mm -hmm. but it's really quick to swap between, you know, like if I run into an enemy where I need to use a heavy attack, it's really easy to in, in ease. It's swapping a character or, you know, swap a, swap a weapon over so that i can start hitting their uh their weaknesses In this one it's like if you know you might have to like totally reprogram how you have your attacks set up to go if you run into you know like a an area and the frustrating thing i always found at least in the second game was there there would be there was like a a widespread of different types of enemies so you'd have you'd be going along and every once in a while you'd be doing fine with the sword attacks and then suddenly oh great now i got a couple of these guys i'm going to have to to use hammers now i gotta like reprogram almost for that it's just uh -hmm. i don't think it worked as well in 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 as 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 it should have
0: see what i ended up doing is i made one weapon set exclusively blunt damage one exclusively slashing damage and one exclusively magic damage which then gets very confusing because there are swords that do magic and there are swords that do blunt
3: Mm -hmm. so
0: you've really got to look at the the status screen and say okay this is blunt this is magic etc uh, that kind of helped a little bit but I didn't know if there was another system underneath that where there was um, swords like some stuff was strong against swords or some stuff was strong against hammers so it, it, was, it was confusing all around and then in addition to that on one of the tool tips I read in between levels there was some something about a magic symbol on each weapon where depending on what, which slot that weapon is equipped it'll give you a bonus so that if there was one dot you would equip it in the first slot if there was two dots you'd equip it in the second slot etc I don't know if you picked up on that or not
1: yeah yeah there were this is a you can tell this is a game from the this, the, from the Disgaea developers, because there are just systems on top of systems on top of systems, yeah. and they are practically impenetrable in this one,
0: yeah. even more so
1: than Disgaea.
0: <laughs> yeah, because your first instinct is to be like, okay, I'm just going to equip the five most powerful weapons on each slot. But having to pay attention to what this magic symbol was, you had to pretty much just kind of parse your whole inventory to figure out, okay, this symbol goes in this slot, but that's not a magic slot. Um, It was very confusing and was very frustrating, especially when I would finish a dungeon and get a whole bunch of new weapons, and, you know, I'd want to equip the new weapons, but... Uh, whether or not they were more powerful or not was another thing entirely because that that was the other thing too is that you had to like manually compare the power level on each of them and, um, and it gets back
1: to the roguelike nature of this like the the idea was like you were supposed to do these levels over and over do lots of grinding mm-hmm. so that you would get lots of these weapons that you could then you know like mix and match and buy and sell to you know create these really you know these powerful really optimized ways of doing it but i I, yeah i just i didn't find the combat to be engaging enough to want to do that kind of level of dungeon diving on this game yeah, I'm and, sorry. And, I interrupted. I'm
0: no, sorry. it's fine. No, and and I could see how you'd be frustrating because I found that if you equip the really powerful weapons, you'd get through the combat a lot quicker. Most of the time, um, <laughs> there are still some pretty tough fights in this. And I think they realized they had kind of made that too confusing because in the PS4 version they put in that additional tower. I have it written down somewhere. Uh Um, A a random dungeon called the Tower of Illusion, Illusion that's its whole point is to farm for weapons. And I don't I, there, there was also, like, a weapon customization system in there, too. I don't know if that was in the original PS3 game or not. not um, sure. But you would go to that dungeon to farm materials to uh, add, add different bonuses to your weapons, too. Um, that, that alternate dungeon also had an alternate story that was a little bit more lighthearted than the main story. Well, that so, wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so getting, getting into the story of the first game... Um, you're playing as a witch named Metalia, who summons a familiar named 100 Knight. And she is the swamp witch and can't leave the swamp, so she's trying to spread the swamp throughout the entire world. Uh, she, she She's basically trying to be a female Laharl, being incredibly evil. Um, she's had this rivalry with this forest witch for hundreds of years. And in the beginning of the game, you go as the hundred knight. Oh, and that's why you're playing as the hundred knight, because he can leave the swamp and she can't, but she can talk through the hundred knight. So most of the time you're you're silent, but the witch is actually talking. And the game starts out where you go and you fight the forest witch and kill her and then have a very infamous joke happen that involves rape that is not very pleasant Um, yeah that's the the
1: part of the first game i got to
0: yeah basically she turns the forest witch malia into a mouse and then says here there's here's a couple of horny boy mice ready to make me a brother because oh yeah malia is her mother apparently and the joke the joke is really gross and horrible and it, it most people nope out at that point it was like why am i playing as, as this terrible character. Um, well, I mean, I I
1: like, <laughs> I guess after getting to it the other night I I was kind of like it wasn't quite as terrible as i thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean the the character is supposed to be awful. There there's nothing it's not like it's a it's a random left hand turn mm-hmm. um at that point like the 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 character is awful all the way through so it's not exactly like you're shocked by it.
0: Yeah. And, and that joke is one of those things that it's not overt until you sit and think about like, wait, that used to be human. Oh, God, that that's why? <laughs> Just why? <laughs> and and like we was joking about in the skit, I think that they were wanting to make a female Laharl, but didn't understand what makes Laharl funny. Yeah, because, yeah, he's a Laharl was horrible. But whenever he's horrible, he gets comeuppance.
1: And that was not coming through, at least in the beginning of this game.
0: No, no not at all. So, so then later on, you meet this princess who is cursed to be a dog princess. And yet she, she looks like a dog. She's got a dog face and a little tail. And the dog princess uh, th- thinks that you're the forest witch and to, to, to break her curse. And it turns out that, no, you're the swamp witch. And Matalia or Leah ends up kidnapping her. And then throughout the course of the game, Visco the dog princess and Matalia kind of become friends. Um it, it I don't know how to explain it. It it's like some people have called it Stockholm Syndrome, but it's more like Matalya starts talking to Visco and they start having a lot in common and they both like eating candy and stuff, and they start kind of enjoying each other's company. And Leah Leah slash Matalia, they call her both in the game. Um, kinda has some moments of niceness where, for example, she takes on this beast person apprentice, who wants to be her apprentice because he's a really big fan of witches, and he's, she's nice to her apprentice. Her um, the apprentice's name is did I write it down? Lucini, by the way. So it kind of becomes this like little ragtag band of misfits, and then one thing I forgot to mention is that this this is a world with witches and. All of the other witches in the world don't recognize Batalia as a real witch. So she's trying to become a real witch. Um, and, and there's also another character that shows up every once in a while when you can't control... Or when Matalia is out of commission. Like, there's an entire chapter where she's sick for some reason. That, that chapter doesn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> hey, that that,
1: that that returns in the second game. Little, <laughs> little prot threads that go nowhere.
0: Yeah, it's they're trying to do the disgaea thing again where they're treating each chapter like an anime and to, I, I, to the point where they
1: end every single chapter with credits where i i legit i m'd you and was like why why am i seeing credits i only I, I thought i was only done with the first chapter did they really think that people weren't were not just gonna nope out after the rape yeah. joke and they wanted to get the credits in
0: <laughs> yeah i don't get that either um that, that, that's my suspicion is they were trying for the anime thing again
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I, I have to bring up Mani, the the rebel fairy because she comes comes up at the end of the game but at one point Leah is invited to a witch's ball and she's excited because it's a chance for her to finally become a real witch so he was the hundred night are given a you get instructions where you have to go find a chicken, a cat, and a bell plant for, to perform this ritual so that you could go to the witch's ball. And um, this goes the dog princess, and the princess Lucino, and her butler, her robot butler, Archibald... Is that the name? I'm just going to call him Archibald because I'd have to look it up at this point. Um, They're all there and she says that the ritual is you have to do something to the cat and the chicken and the bellflower and to do this you have to do some humiliating dance called the Wopsy Shuffle. And she's sitting there doing the dance for like an hour and is asking is it happening yet? And all of the witches come and laugh at her and it was basically a cruel prank to humiliate her. And You know, very mean girl style, cruel prank at that where, you know, that they're just laughing at her and she's so upset that she retreats to her room and doesn't come back out. And this scene made me feel really bad for her because, you know, I've been subject to pranks like that and they're hurtful. Mm -hmm. So they're they're trying to make you get a little bit of sympathy for Natalia, And it's like, okay, Or a little bit of
1: how she ended up like this.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like, okay, I'm intrigued. Let's keep going. So um, eventually you pilot the 100 Knights of the Ball. And Metallia gets her revenge by...
1: Is this Carrie? S- Is it Carrie? Yeah, ba-
0: yeah, basically Carrie. Dumps swamp water on the entire ball. <laughs> um, you get in a boss fight with the other witches while she's throwing swamp water everywhere. And then, t- in order to get her to stop, Visco convinces one of the witches to make her a real witch. So she's finally recognizes a real witch, and she's all happy, and she thanks Visco so much for it, and, you know, showing their friendship again. And then they... In the next chapter after that, they... Or rather, Battaglia is summoned to the castle to become the official castle witch of the kingdom. And this is the kingdom where Visco the dog princess is from. And Battaglia starts seeing how Visco is treated in her kingdom. And it's nobles talking bad about her behind her back. And say, saying that she smells like a mutt and that she looks like a mutt. And this really upsets Battaglia. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna make you a cure for your uh, curse, and we're gonna do it at at this ball where you're gonna go to, so that it shows up all these nobles. and And, and she's being genuine about this, and Visco is kind of like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I don't know if it's gonna work." And. Yeah, you know it's going to happen in a Bible way. The cure doesn't work, and Visco thinks that it was a trick to that Metalia Batall- set up to humiliate her, at, and they they're not friends at this point. Really heartbreaking and really sad. And then at an I don't remember the chapter order to be honest. I'm just say, saying story points. Um, because then you get into another chapter where you do find out why Leah is the way she is because. Malia, the forest witch when she was a teenager, and Leah when she was a little kid, um, they both had this apprentice who was named, who was this old hag who they just call old hag. And old hag was really kind to Leah and made her a crystal so that she could leave her swamp. And made Malia um, bring her food and stuff. And Malia wanted nothing to do with Leah because she was just a kid and she was, lived in the swamp and the swamp was gross. So Malia treated Leah like crap. And then sort of eventually kind of starts to like her. But then the old hag dies and Leah thinks it's a trick, or Leah thinks that it's a trick so that Malia can spend more time with the old hag instead of Leah, so that's what basically causes the rift between Malia and Leah, and then Malia takes Leah's pendant because she's afraid of um, the kind of magic that Leah possesses because she's a very powerful witch, but she's also a little kid, so she's afraid that this little kid if she if she can leave the swamp with all of this magic that she's gonna cause a problem for the rest of the world. So she takes the swamp crystal array. So Leah's stuck in the swamp. Hence the rivalry. And also Malia taunts Leah about her name at one point. So Leah changes it to Batalia to make it sound better than Malia's. Hence that weird little thing and why she hates being called Leah. So that's an important story. <sighs> So, the whole thing about being the castle witch turns out to be a trick so that all of the... Or so, so that Belda, the scum witch, can destroy the other witches and become the head witch. And Belda is also responsible for Visco's curse because she's jealous that Visco had the prince's attention. Huh. Is any of this making sense so far? Yeah, I'm following. Oh, okay. I am trying to get through it real fast, but it's kind of important. So... The Hundred Knight saves Leah from the execution, and it seems like a happy ending at this point. But then Ucini's father, her apprentice, um, goes through and kills everyone in the kingdom, including Visco. And at that point, the game ends. That's considered the normal ending. Mm -hmm. Uh, And before the normal ending... Leah made a whole bunch of candy seeds, which is basically Visco's favorite candy, and is going to basically try to beg her to be her friend again. But then Visco gets killed before she has a chance to make up for it. So that's the normal ending. Before you rescue, what is it? Before you rescue Leah, you have a chance to basically leave as the 100 uh, night, get released from her service. And that's another ending um it's just kind of weird because the you're basically given into this question are you going to go save leah and if you say no twice if you say yes twice then you go save her if you say no twice then the hundred knight just kind of fucks off for the rest of the game and the game ends
1: which could be considered the good ending for him yeah
0: yeah depending on how much suffering you are and it's also confusing because in the guide I was using, it called this, the, the I can't remember now, it called the Hunter Knight fucks off ending the good ending, the sad everybody dies ending, the normal ending, and then afterwards where everything is made right again, the bad ending. And I don't know if that was a bad translation or intentional, because there are three optional bosses in the game, and if you've beaten all three of those optional bosses, then the game will continue to the true ending after you save Leah where Leah ends up, and after um, after Lucini's father and Lucini basically betray the kingdom and kill everybody, Leah ends up in a pocket dimensions where you have to mess it up to break out of it. And I forgot to mention the karma system, but it doesn't matter because this is the only point in the game where the karma system comes into play because you have to raise it up to like 300 to get, get out of this chapter. And you can do it by attacking the house in the swamp, like 30 times so there's no point to it. Um, so you get out of get out of the purgatory basically and then you journey into the crypts underneath the kingdom castle where you find out that the old hag was actually a legendary witch who had sealed this evil god Naiki if I pre- it, it always looks like Nike to me but I think it's Naiki and Naiki is this god that old hag destroyed when she was young. And c- crashed into the world, became the swamp where Leah lives. And o- Old Hag made Leah from a m- mona seed, And her whole point to her life is that every time she uses magic, she drains a little bit of the swamp. So once she drains the swamp of everything, she'll, she'll die and the swamp will be purified. Um, but then suddenly um, that rebel fairy Moni appears after all this has happened. And, the, the rebel fairy eventually reveals that she was the god Naiki's former lover, and that's when she kills Old Hag, um, tries to revive the god Naiki, and you get into a boss fight at this point. Um, Leah breaks the contract, his her familiar contract. Um, how did she do that? She breaks the familiar contract so that the familiar, or the 100 night can be the seal to keep Nike contained, but then somehow Metalia becomes the seal. Uh, and eventually. P- p- I'm not gonna go into all it. Eventually Matalia sacrifices herself to find to save Visco so that Visco can be revived again. And that they have like a really cute friendship moment and then the game ends, but then uh, the Hundred Knight finds a seed that will eventually revive Matalia again, the end. <laughs> so yeah typical NIS plot, very convoluted story with all these names that that you think are meaningless and then show up later. Um, I had trouble following it until I read the Wikipedia plot summary. I was like, oh, okay. But TLDR, the swamp, is the body of an old god that Leah was basically born to purify, but once she purifies it, she's going to die.
1: Oh, and, okay, so that that's what the uh, thing was at the beginning of the game where she talked about she only had 100 days to live?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the 100 days to live thing where it keeps ticking down the entire time. Um, and, and this is the point where I feel weird because... You know, yeah, Metallia is written to be a, ter- a a terrible person. And she eventually learns friendship and has this ragtag band of misfits. And eventually kind of becomes Visco's superfan. And really defends her and gets upset when she's being teased for being a dog person. And that, that stuff kind of got to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it's like this terrible character. Why am I liking this terrible character all of a sudden? And it's because, well, Cal, you kind of used to say really bad things, like like the mouse joke too, you know, when when you was young and an edge lord and had edge lord friends, and you your whole life goal was to offend as many people as possible. It's like, wow, I I kind of identify with this character a little bit.
1: Uh, now, that's coming across.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no. I am not going to defend some of the terrible stuff in this game at all. The mouse joke, some of the transphobic stuff that happens later, the god-awful language that stopped being—they're trying to be South Park, and it's not cute, and it's not funny. It's just—they let a 13-year-old rock rampant, and I'm not going to excuse all of that stuff. And it kind of makes me upset, because if that stuff wasn't there, you'd have a game with a pretty decent story. Not not perfect, but the themes of friendship in the game kind of resonated with me, and that's kind of why I said that I didn't hate the game as much as I thought I would.
1: Okay. No, now, now it yeah. makes sense to me. I was like, why did uh, you know, you were talking about that to me and I'm like, why, why did she not hate this game? I'm curious why I was expecting to like grill you on this, but now yeah. it, now it makes sense. Okay. I understand now.
0: Yeah, so you see why I've been conflicted ever since I finished this game and haven't been able to talk about it, because I, I wanted to make sure I talked about it on the show so that you got this reaction right away, instead of, you know, knowing about it for uh, the month since I finished the game, but it was it's one of those things like, Josh and Sam are going to give me so much flack for saying <laughs> that I like this game. I'm not going to give you flack <laughs> and, and I'm like I'm going to have to I'm going to have to explain the whole goddamn story to defend myself because once you get past that terrible joke at the beginning then there's kind of a decent story in the game
1: that's a new one it, usually it's the what is the old uh, the the meme you know it gets good after 20 hours yours is yeah. it gets good after the rape joke
0: yeah oh my god <laughs> It's and like the I, opposite
2: I, I, of a broken clock here. Yeah. This one, uh, this one was okay, but it's broken about twice an hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly it, <laughs> Matt.
2: <a> <laughs> you, you hit yeah. the nail
0: on the head. So, so do you see why I have been conflicted for the past month? Quite, <laughs> like
3: why?
0: Oh, just, I, I've got to explain why I like this game with this terrible joke. And I'm going to have to make it extremely clear that I do not condone nor appreciate the terrible jokes. <laughs>
2: A, a, a well, a well-honed scalpel could probably have uh, turned this game into a three, three point five for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. This X, game
2: excise half a dozen little things, and
0: this game was in desperate need of an editor. Mm. And the, the the fact that there wasn't one was very clear with the language and the jokes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's gonna. That's just one of those things. It's like, man, I want to recommend playing it just just once. It's it's on PS Plus or yeah, it's on PS Plus, the second tier. Uh, the combat system's kind of dull, and yeah, there are terrible jokes in the story, but if you can get past that, you've got kind of a cute story about a witch and a dog princess. <laughs> <laughs> so, that that being said, I, I found something redeeming about the first game. Josh, can you tell me about the, the story in the second game?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, the, the story <laughs> in the second game is okay. I, I will say, like, I, I remember it being fine. It stars Amelie, a young girl who's banished from her, her village because her younger sister, Milm has contracted Hexen syndrome, which is witch's disease. So they've, like, totally divorced it from the, the story in the first game. You know, they're, they're just mm-hmm. going off on a totally different tangent. So to get her sister treatment, Emily joins the Vice Ritter, This organization that's dedicated to treating the witch's disease and exterminating awakened witches. And they're they're kind of creepy looking because like you know, when the witch awakens, this third eye just kind of appears on their forehead. Mm. Um so unfortunately like the procedure to cure Milm kind of goes terribly wrong and she becomes an awakened witch who goes by the name of Chelka, which is basically your your, your crass um, uh, stand-in for Metallica in this game, and the the witch of course needs a minion, so she turns a doll into the titular hundred knight. So the rest of the game is like you are, it, it's this weird balance where Emily is technically kind of the main character. She's she's in the vice ritter. She's trying to get treatment for her sister and trying get trying to get her uh, sister. Transformed from the witch back into uh, who she is, as you know, her sister in these rare instances is kind of able to like wrestle back control of her body, so you can tell like she's not completely gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so the whole game is her um, working her way up the vice ritter, trying to get trying to get a cure for her sister, and protecting the protecting and keeping secret the awakened witch that's inhabiting her sister from discovery and you know obviously extermination so it's you know like they, they go into a totally different tack it's all you know like very much like we were talking about like with it's very inspired by disguise where you've got these huge visual novel sections just like in the first game it's one of those things that it is weird in an action rpg i don't know if the balance works as well because you will just have these I, I assume it was the same in the first game. You would just have sections in the second game where it's like 30, 45 minutes of where you're just getting dialogue, 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 and there's no real action. Yeah,
0: and there was no way to auto-advance it, so I had to sit there and just keep pressing the button every single time. I couldn't just zone out and watch the cutscene. I had to actually pay attention, and sometimes i press the button too fast and be like, oh, crap, I skipped the light of text. I hope that wasn't important. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: the story in this game was not it it was I wouldn't call it the strongest point of the game. It was one of the less bad points of the game. It it was it was all right. I I, I think in some respects, like listening to your plot, like this seems the plot of uh, Witch in the Hundred Eye 2 kind of seems kind of bland in comparison. Yeah, what it was going for which maybe is part of the reason I wasn't as uh, high. You know, like, the, the story was definitely not able to save it from mm. all of the issues that I had in terms of the gameplay. I mean, some of the stuff we didn't even talk about, like, the, the control system, like, itself felt really sluggish, and then they had these weird decisions, like, you could press in the left stick to heal yourself. You had this system where if you pressed in the left stick... Um, you you had this. What did they call it? Yeah, the G Cal system. Yeah,
0: basically where, this timer.
1: Basically, yeah. Like every single time you did anything in the game, it's going down. And if you pressed in the left stick, you could basically trade time for healing your body really quickly. The problem is, is like that I had is when I get into those spirited boss battles, and I'm like trying to, you know, like quickly move around. I'd end up pressing in the left stick, and whenever you yep. pressed in the left stick, your character hundred knight would stop and he would start healing and then the enemy could just you know whack him and kill him <laughs> i yep, don't know I how many times okay wasn't just me
0: no i had that same problem
1: why why on earth did they make that the the button for healing your your character it i mean, made to, no
0: sense to be honest i had the exact same problem in Elden Ring where i kept dismounting my horse in <laughs> boss fights So, can can we just not use the left stick button as a button in an action game? Seriously.
1: Seriously.
0: So, so you had the decal system. Did you also have that convoluted eating enemies to to make more decal system, too?
1: Yes. Okay. Which, Which, going through my notes, I didn't even understand how that worked until, like, halfway through the game. Yeah, <laughs> I have well, this note. I'm, like, oh, I just realized I can d- digest things in my stomach and revive the Gcal uh, number.
0: Yeah, I was getting frustrated because I I was so powerful that I couldn't even kill get stuff weak enough to eat them. And then I would eat them and it'd give me like half a gcal. And it's like, well, that's just useless. So you have to eat huge enemies for it to be even worth anything. But then you're using up all of your stomach space on huge enemies. So you've got no room for loot.
1: There's depth in this game. And it's just like sometimes I just could never figure out what exactly was the best way to min-max it.
0: And I, I don't even understand why the game needed a timer. No, like, I, like that, especially the first game where it's not a roguelike.
1: <laughs> they were trying, Kelly. They they yeah. wanted, and their ambition outstripped outstripped their ability.
0: I, I just run the game through somebody with a fun factor and ask yourself: Is this fun? Because the the eating system was not fun.
3: No.
0: Um, you also had the the facets which gave you different abilities, and you could switch between the facets. To which, I kept accidentally switching the facets during combat and screwing it up. Because uh-huh. um, some of them are really really weak to magic, and some of them are really weak to physical. So you got to know which one to use at any given time. And switching to the magic one, it like in that witch fight, was pretty much a death sentence. Yeah. Um, and I also found myself using the Shinobi one the most, because that let me pretty much run infinitely without tripping. Hmm. Um, Cause yeah, that was the other frustrating thing. The hundred knight moves so goddamn slow, and you have a sprint button, but if the sprint button runs out, you'll fall and mm-hmm. it waste time.
1: And it's all like playing out of your same stamina. So you've yeah. you've got this little stamina meter going down. So if you you sprint, if you dodge, if you attack, everything's running down your stamina meter. So you, it's all supposed to be a balance, but it can yeah. be very frustrating
0: just the combat was so clunky and that they didn't
1: really improve it from the first game to the second that was the thing going back to the playing some of the first game i'm like this is exactly the same as the first game as the second game
0: and then talking about the ending of the game um when you get to those extra chapters the game has a horrible difficulty spike To the point where, you know, you you can pretty much curb stomp anything, but up until that point, if you optimize your weapons correctly, and then you get past that second chapter, and you can't do—I was dying in, like, two hits. So when I I ended up having to go level grind in an area for a little bit uh, using—I think I had to go run around killing slimes just to be able to get through that chapter.
1: Yeah, there was a lot— going through my notes i'm constantly seeing where i'm just like oh yeah i had to spend a bunch of time grinding before i could actually take down the boss like and a lot of them were just some of them were just inconsistently designed i mean there was there was one boss i was able to take out um using only magic and basically i figured out like if you just stay out of this certain range they want the the boss wouldn't even come and attack you you could just you just shoot magic spells at it and kill it from a distance without it even attacking you. Whereas there were other bosses where they would, there's this one boss I had where I I don't know how many times I died to it, where it had this pattern where you could only do any damage to it when it had its mouth opened. But the, the setup was like, it had this extremely narrow opening for where you could dive in and hit it. And if you missed that and you stayed too close to it, it would do this attack that would hit you, take off like half of your health, and heal the boss.
0: Yeah, the first game had a boss just
1: like that. Oh my gosh. I, I that that was the point where I nearly gave up on the game. I was so frustrated with this boss.
0: Um, yeah. Luckily, so why did didn't... they
1: even recycle boss types?
0: I honestly think th- from what it's sounding like, yeah. Uh, did you have a, a boss where you had to fight a bunch of witches at once and they were teleporting everywhere and you couldn't even get to them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that was a boss. I know fighting.
1: I noticed a lot of the, 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 the scrub enemies in in the 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 areas I was going through in the first game were identical to the ones they end up using in the second game. Mm-hmm. There's also I mean the 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 enemies in the areas just get repeated quite a bit throughout the game. They're not even doing palette swaps. It's just the same same one with oh it's level 10 instead of level 4 like it was earlier.
0: Yeah, for you know wanting to focus on graphics so that it, the game could look good, they sure did that by, you know, <laughs> just reusing assets.
1: Yeah, and it still wasn't that good of a looking game. <laughs> at least no. the at 192, was it?
0: No, the first game didn't look all that great either. Now, granted, I played the PS4 version, which was supposedly a polished impro- a polished improvement, but even then, I was like, this kind of looks more like a PS2 game than a PS3 or 4. Because mm-hmm. I think at this point, I, I want to say Disgaea 2 came out... A, a, couple of months before this, and Disgaea, not Disgaea 2, I'm sorry, Disgaea D2, and that switched to HD sprites, so that they weren't all pixelated like they were in Disgaea 3, and I couldn't get enough of those sprites. I thought that they looked amazing. So, the the, the 3D models in this just didn't look that great and then when they tried to show the characters as 3d models they didn't look that great
1: I'm, I'm thinking about that i i now i'm thinking man i'm wishing i had done some research i wonder if this was nis's first foray into like trying to do 3d models and maybe it, that explains some of the clunkiness
0: it would not surprise me because um, they had I'm,
1: always been you know like sprite 2d you know uh yeah, I mean, mostly SRPGs up to this point.
0: I'm pulling up a list of their games right now just to see.
1: It it makes some of that stuff make sense. <laughs> what it doesn't what it doesn't explain is the second game. <laughs> it yeah. explains the first game being clunky. It doesn't ex, it doesn't excuse the second game continuing to be clunky.
0: Yeah, so yeah, the skyer are- D2 A Brighter Darkness came out in March of 2013 and then Witch in the Hundred Night came out in July of 2013. Okay. And D- D2, I think, was their first time using the HD sprites. And there's a bunch of like PS3 games and stuff that I honestly don't remember So, yeah, I'm going to say that this was them trying to do 3D models for the first time. Um, Audience, if we're wrong, by all means, write in a comment and correct us. If you can think of a game that came out before that that had 3D models, please let me know, because I, I can't... Back then, I played everything that NIS does, or did, and I can't think of one before it. Now, to be clear, everything NIS published or no uh, NIS developed not developed
1: published. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, they publish especially here tons of stuff uh, that they don't develop
0: yeah because at, at this point I was kind of starting to get a little bit burned by stuff like uh, hyperdimension
1: mm. yeah but that's idea factory
0: yeah yeah um uh, boy, the way NIS. you
2: guys have been talking about NIS and Disgaea and all the ridiculous amount of systems that go way beyond anything com- someone can comprehend, that is totally Idea Factory and the Neptunia games. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> In my head, i had been like, oh, okay, so basically this is Neptunia. There, there, there,
1: there's, well, I mean, there, there are a lot of ex-NIS people at Idea Factory, so that, that, that kind of carries over. All right, all right. It, I'm it puts sure. me in a good place to understand, make connections here. <laughs> you're you're getting a you're getting a thought of what what these games must be like. Yes, yes, that's my touch point here.
0: See now I'm looking up ZHP because I could have sworn that had three D in it, but that was also a PSP game. Hmm. But at the same time, we're pushing like over a decade ago. Okay, no ZHP used sprites. I, I'm mistaken. Um. But, but yeah, uh, there were times that the combat made me want to throw my very expensive PS5 controller through the very expensive TV. Um, (laughs) The old TV or the new TV? The new TV, as a matter (laughs) of fact. Maybe that's why I broke the old TV. It just couldn't take it.
1: (laughs) See, see, when you said you, you were kind of liking this game, I was kind of worried like, oh god, does she really like this combat? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe this is maybe she's the
0: person it's for? <laughs> when so, w- when I was doing well and just kind of slaughtering enemies the combat was fine when i was getting my ass handed to me then the combat sucked Mm
3: -hmm.
0: (laughs) but that that's the problem the combat is so horribly balanced that you'll be going through a level doing just fine and then hit an enemy where you go through all three of your weapon types and can't figure out what it's weak to so you just have to just smack keep smacking it until it dies and (laughs) It's like I couldn't tell you for the life of me what this thing's weakness was because everything, it says it's ineffective. One of them is just slightly less ineffective than the other ones.
1: Yeah, I I experienced that number of times and it was just incredibly frustrating. And it's just... the 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 problem was was that it seemed like the solution for all of these things was like oh you're supposed to grind and get better weapons and get more items But, but i'm like the loop of grinding the the actual combat isn't isn't fun it isn't enjoyable so why do i why do i want to do more of it to get get more stuff to make it easier
0: and, and the other problem that, that is also frustrating is that, you know, in most games like this that are very loot dependent, enemies drop a ton of loot. And you'd go through this, you'd go through just a regular level in this game and you'd get maybe like one or two swords that could potentially be good, but most of the time they're going to be crap.
1: Well, we'll see that. That's also part of it. Like your loot drops were dependent on how well you played the game, so you would get better loot drops if you were doing a better job of chaining attacks together that hit weaknesses. And, and see, like I never fully comprehended the system in the game of how how it's calculating that and how it's working. But like it explained at least enough in the second game to kind of tell you like that affects your loot drop. So if you weren't, if you were like me and not doing a good job of maximizing all the different systems and getting the best combo, you weren't going to get the best loot. So you're always kind of behind the, the eight ball in this.
0: Okay, that that explains a lot then, because when I was doing that grinding session at the, the difficulty loop, obviously I was having to optimize so that I could kill stuff as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And I was like, okay, I'm getting all sorts of loot from this. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah, you go to the uh, optional tower in the PS4 version of the first game, and then it's, the whole place is just like a pinata. It's great
1: maybe that was their their way of fixing it at least in the first game
0: it it must be because yeah i just anytime i would hit a roadblock it's okay off to the tower to do a bunch of floors just to see if i get anything good um it's a shame that you didn't seem to have a fix for that
1: no not so much not that i was aware of now it's possible me being slightly oblivious that i just overlooked it um like i totally I, i occasionally am like oblivious and overlook stuff, like I am, like with the inventory in Pokemon Arceus. Um, I even did that in in Witch in the Hundred Night too, because I didn't notice until like fifteen or twenty hours in there was a shop right next to the, the castle oh. where you start.
0: No, I did the same thing.
1: Oh, seriously?
0: Yeah, I no. There's a shop like right by off off to the edge of the swamp that you can go sell things at. It's like oh, there's been a shop here this whole time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, I don't I, I don't think they highlighted it well. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that in my defense.
0: No, they, they didn't. Um because it just looks like a piece of regular scenery until you actually go up to the entrance. And then th- did your game also have that weird karma system where you could go terrorize villagers? I don't
1: think so. If if it did, I don't
0: remember it or I didn't
1: write it down.
0: Okay. Because in mine, every once in a while, you'd come up to this village of just random NPCs. And, you know, because the graphics are so horrible, they just look like regular enemies. So you start smacking them around and then realize that you can't kill them. And next thing you know, you've aggroed the whole village and they're chasing you around. (laughs) And they can smack you around pretty hard. And then there's this thing where you can go into the buildings and either you either attack the buildings or you can just go into them to visit them. But there's no reason to go into them to visit them because if you attack them, you get items.
1: Yeah. I, I I got to that point in the first chapter and it was just, it was way too long. Like it's just like, it's like a 30 or 45 second animation that goes Mm -hmm. on. And I'm like, why is this, this long to get like one, you know, little piece of item.
0: Yeah. That for the most part is useless. Although, um, have, having the wheel full of healing items and stuff was handy, but my god, trying to actually farm for that stuff, good luck. Because when, <laughs> I, when I discovered that there was stuff that could revive your g cows, it's like, well, this is a godsend, until I need to actually go find them. Uh, I, I, that house attacking animation, I also believe was recycled from Makai Kingdom, if oh, you've okay. ever played that.
1: No, I've not played that one.
0: Um Makai Kingdom is a was a disguise like where you would um put a whole bunch of your units in a building and then throw the building out into the uh battlefield and they would spawn from that. And you could go into the buildings on the battle map and um take them over.
1: And hmm. that that, so it's that adding that, RTS elements to yeah. uh, to a turn based RPG into yeah. turn based strategy. Interesting.
0: And, and that was really fun in that game, but it was also a turn-based a strategy game. And that, that animation, of the you know, the house squashing and stretching as there's chaos going on in the house is exactly copied from that.
1: I mean, that that became also one of the things that irked me with this game. It's just the, the plotting nature of kind of everything, you know, whether it's the story, whether it's the combat, whether it's the controls, everything was just a little bit, kind of slow and plotting and it didn't it didn't for me it didn't really jive with an action rpg
0: no no um you're lucky you didn't get to later chapters in the uh first game because some of those some of those houses get pretty maze-like or rather some of those levels get pretty maze like when you're in uh one of the castles and you had to like pick pick up these balls and b- bring them over to other corners to um o- open locked doors, which, which was very frustrating because you're totally defenseless while you're carrying that. And then I completely forgot about the uh, whatever system it was that gave you special abilities, like being able to drop bombs or being able to drop or, or send out decoys or uh, monitor it or stuff like that did your game have that system
1: the the what system the
0: I, I cannot remember for the life of me what it was called you pressed in the r3 button and you could send out like a turret that shot shot magic at things or a decoy to distract enemies or it gave you a bomb where in certain areas you could bomb a wall to find secret passages
1: that sounds familiar
0: and it had a really dumb name
1: was that the chunka system
0: Tachunka, yeah, I think that's what it is.
1: Every everything had a really dumb name, Kelly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's an is.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I do like the the I, I do have this one memory of where even the story was kind of like pissing me off. So. I got to this one section where we're supposed to be, like, infiltrating, like, a different country or something like that. And you get to the border, and there's literally some border guards there. And they're like, okay, well, we can't get past these border guards. We're going to go get an invisibility cloak. And you're like, okay. So you spend this entire chapter off on this quest to get an invisibility cloak. And you go through a bunch of dungeons. And you get the invisibility cloak. And you come back. And so we're sneaking past the border guards. And then something happens and the border guards notice you. And then Hunter and I just jumps out and kills the border guards. And I'm sitting there <laughs> going like, game, you just made me spend like three hours to go get this invisibility cloak. And then you're going to turn around and just be like, nah, none of that really mattered. You could have just jumped out and killed them at the beginning. I'm like, what are you doing, game? Why are you doing this to me?
0: And you were right. It was called Tachka Urch. How did you pronounce it?
1: Chonka? I have no clue how it's pronounced. How? It's been too many years.
0: It's it's spelled T-O-C-H-K-A.
1: T-O-C-H-K-A. How do you pronounce that? Chonka?
0: Because I was calling it Tocha, but I'm notoriously bad at pronouncing certain words. So, um... I had to admit when that that system did work, it was kind of neat because it was nice being able to send a bunch of minions out mm-hmm. to to help me. But the pathing on the minions was awful because later on you get an ability to like jump jump onto things and over things, and they don't teleport.
1: <laughs> there were just so many systems in this game that you had to remember, and and I'm I'm sure that was part of the reason like. There were times I struggled with some of the bosses. It's like I'm probably not making use of the systems that they intended for me to use. But, I mean, there were just so many different ways to modify your weapons that, you know, like some people probably would love that. But it was just too much. It was not, it wasn't streamlined and explained in a way that I could follow.
0: No um if you want to want any idea how little people care about the first game there's no facts for any of it
1: (laughs) well i was playing it before i was playing the review copy before it even came out so there was nothing for me to follow
0: yeah so there was a couple of spots that i got stuck that i had no idea where to even go to figure out what i needed to do um I think the only thing that saved me was the board section of game facts. The,
1: the only thing I have to, <laughs> I have to thank pause because I was struggling with this game and she found like a, a fact on like a Japanese, uh, webs, you know, like a, I don't know what it was like a Japanese forum that told you how to get the different endings in the mm-hmm. second game. And one of the, the, "Quote unquote normal ending," which is very much like yours. The bad ending mm-hmm. ba- is like two chapters less of game than the other endings. So she mm-hmm. was like, "Here, look at this. You can you, if you make this choice right here, you can get the normal ending and be done." And I'm like, "Sweet, I'm going to do the normal ending and be done with this game."
0: <laughs> so, so, so was the ending completely bad?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 kind of like sort of churchy uh, organization that you're working for shocker turns out to be bad guys and in the normal ending they end up like ripping open the eye and the the main the uh the witch kind of turns into satan and ends the world the end (laughs) that's the normal ending yeah
0: yeah, rocks fall everyone dies. That that's good. <laughs> so pause really did save you because I imagine those other two chapters would have been just as difficult if not worse than what oh, I went pro- through. Oh totally. Oh totally. Um and then there was another chapter that you had to unlock through a bunch of karma or some currency. oh yeah. mana. Every time you kill something you get mana. You, you had to like farm up a ridiculous amount of mana to be able to Block at the optional chapter it's like nope i'm not doing that
1: see see the the story in the first game sounds much more interesting and different than the second game which is just mm-hmm. kind of like you know this is fine this is the, if if the combat in the second game were not quite so monotonous and uninteresting like it would be it would perfectly it would very well carry a otherwise average game. Mm-hmm. but but this is not a story that can elevate a really mediocre combat game. No no, at I, least I, at least the story in the first game sounds kind of interesting,
0: yeah. I feel like they were trying to go with a fractured fairy tale kind of story in the mm-hmm. first game. And and yeah, aside from the terrible language and the god-awful jokes, it, it could have been an amazing story with mediocre combat.
1: I don't know that the jokes, like, I will say this, like, that joke and, and the jokes in it, I don't know that it offended me that much because it fit the character in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, it's, like, I, I would not, I would completely agree with anybody who, who nopes out on it because it is, it, and utterly offensive joke but i mean that is part of the idea of it is supposed to be offensive the mm-hmm. character is supposed to be offensive at at the get-go so
0: but, but like uh, the third or fourth time Natalia <laughs> referred some referred to somebody as that vomiting whore it, it was just like okay we get it you're edgy mm-hmm. C- can we please stop with the cussing i stopped cussing like that when i was what 14 th- th- some of our other backtracks may, may say otherwise <laughs> but it, it just the whole thing reeked of uh, I'm 13 and this is edgy
1: yeah well that's what the character almost was kind of supposed to be eh, eh maybe there's,
0: there's ways <laughs> maybe to do
1: it maybe that's maybe that's covering up too much for the that writers.
0: might be a little bit of a reach because there's ways to do it and be clever and then the, there's ways to do it and you're just doing it to do it yeah i, I think of how south park uh can be edgy and clever mm-hmm. and this, this was this was not it no heck you played both of the south park games tell me you tell me which one has better writing
1: oh definitely south park i mean that's not even <laughs> Kelly. come on Come
0: on. <laughs> I, I was just putting that out there as a point of comparison. <laughs> um, Much better games, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But without a doubt, I, I have those on my wish list. I need to get to them at some point, even though we've already done backtracks on them.
1: Be- better JRPGs than this JRPG.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if, if you are curious at all after these glowing reviews... Um if you have PS plus extra, you can play the first one um, for, for free. So completely guilt free. You don't have to worry about you know p- paying for it. Um, I I for, for that price, I would recommend at least giving it a try because I think the story is kind of charming with the caveat that a lot of it is very is very poorly written. <laughs> With some jokes that will offend you, uh, including a rape joke, and towards the end, some very transphobic jokes. Uh, I'm
1: glad I didn't get to that part.
0: Yeah, yeah that that stuff was. I think I screenshotted some of it because I was going to bring it up, but I forgot. To be honest, but, for the but, best,
1: perhaps. Oof. Yeah,
0: for the best. Um, <laughs> people can still find the PS3 version version physically for very cheap, but to be honest, the ps4 version has the extra grinding tower and is cheaper and easier available so i don't know why you would ever bother with the ps3 version other than nostalgia so in um, the
1: ps4 version you can put the game to sleep in the middle
0: yeah that too that definitely helps
1: god Um, i can't go back to that on old games now it's so hard
0: oh my god skies of Arcadia is driving me up the wall with that (laughs) but um uh, I bear no responsibility to any ill will you feel towards the game if you play it and hate it. You, you've been warned. <laughs> this,
1: this is one of those find it when it's on sale for dirt cheap for, like, five bucks if, you, if, if you're curious and want to give it a whirl.
0: Yeah, because there is a charming story in there, but you got of got to work for it. Now, now, the second game. Um, The second game is still 50 bucks on PSN. Huh. It's like, okay, to the Ebays, and oh, this, the... Physical version go the North American one goes for like eighty dollars because they only printed four copies of it. So I could I could import one from the UK, but it's not going to get here in time for the backtrack. And I refuse to pay full price for it. And I have been watching the price on a PS on uh, a PlayStation sale tracker, and it went on sale consistently starting at the beginning of the year, and then in May it went on sale and just hasn't since and and, and it's got to be because they know that i want it but i don't want to pay full price for it it has to be they got you <laughs> so i'm gonna pick it up and play it eventually because i want to try the sequel just because i'm curious but i am not paying full price for it
1: well i can tell you they didn't fix any of the combat And they didn't change any of the systems. (laughs) So you've got all that to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, who knows? I might be pleasantly surprised, but I'm certainly not paying 50 bucks for that surprise. No. Uh, I'm hoping maybe I'll get lucky and like see it used at a GameStop or something or a vintage stock because sometimes they don't know what they have. But um, yeah, so so that's your price update for that game.
1: strangely of the two i think we would recommend trying the first game the more infamous one because you can probably find it cheaper
0: yeah i mean i mean if you have ps plus extra you've got it right there download it give it a whirl if you hate it you haven't spent anything I wouldn't subscribe to PS Plus Extra just for that, though. You don't
1: think that's the game? That, that's the killer game for it?
0: Uh, if you, you want to, if you want to play something edge Lordy maybe. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I I don't think uh, Sony is selling their s- new services on that. Probably not. But yeah, that that has been our main event. We um, I mean, we have already definitely devined into our personal thoughts. But do you want to get more personal?
1: Yes totally
0: okay we'll have a Always. very we'll have a very brief round table after the break i need a drink Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are talking about The Witch and the Hundred Knight and its sequel. And now we're getting into our personal feelings about the game in our roundtable. Though so my first personal feeling is that Josh, I'm so happy that we're still friends after this.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad now I understand why why you don't hate this game. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, we're okay now. I was when, worried for a
0: while <laughs> when you said in Discord. Asterix nods head in disappointment it just it broke my heart
1: (laughs) (laughs) well when you said that you were kind of kind of liking it i'm like oh no
0: (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) i'm i'm glad we came to a realization and that that'll bring us to our first question is there anything redeemable about this series? I I said that the first game had some really touching theme, touching themes about redemption and friendship.
1: Well, that, well, that, yeah, it it sounds like that's something. Um, the music was pretty good. It, oh, it I... yeah, it's got the same composer as that that's on the Disgaea series, and it it definitely feels kind of Disgaea esque, but it it's also its own thing. It it was really good. The voice acting performances were quite solid. Um. Yeah, that's probably all I got, though.
0: (laughs) and, And I will admit... I don't want to... I put in there, I said I enjoyed the combat. The combat. I think that was me misremembering. Because after you brought up all the clunkiness, it's like, yeah, the combat is clunky. But when you were overpowered enough that you could get past the clunky combat, being able to beat up stuff was really fun. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. You, you sound like you just couldn't... It was a slog for you all around.
1: Uh, like, I mean, I have some notes from early on in the game where I was kind of like digging the combat. But I, I think the... There were just way too many clunky elements that just kind of drug me down for that.
0: It sounds like, okay, this combat isn't bad. And then by hour 20, you're like, oh, my God, this combat's bad.
1: Well like I said, it's probably one of the seven different subsystems could could maybe make it decent, but God, I'd have to learn how the heck these seven different subsystems all interact with one another to actually make a decent uh, uh, sword that can have a, a some attack.
0: Which which then leads me to my next question. So how how would you fix the series to make it better?
1: Oh geez, what wouldn't I change? Like the controls were, bad and sluggish the dialogue's a little too edgy for its own good there's just way too many systems they they you know they need to like pare down from all the different systems to two or three kind of like central systems um you know some of those parts of the story that double back on itself for no reasons there's just so many things
0: (laughs) we could sit here all day fixing the game it sounds like um because i am on the same boat uh remove those terrible jokes and tone down some of the crassness is my main thing and then remove that stupid gcal timer and just make the controls a little bit more responsive i I could get past all the other i ignored most of the other systems throughout the course of the game but that gcal timer was just a nightmare to deal with Mm -hmm. so that being said um given the choice would you rather have a root canal or play this or its sequel again for the same time for the same length of time as a root canal and no nitrous oxide because the point is to suffer (laughs) like
1: you should the rational choice is the game but man going through the notes I took while I was playing it I'd I'd, I'd at least have to think twice about the root canal
0: I mean to be fair you're numbed up you just gotta deal with it (laughs) Um, I didn't and yeah I didn't hate the game as much as I thought I would so I would happily play it over two two hours of non-gas dental surgery now if you said if nitrous was involved then in, no I'd take the root canal because then I could just be high for two hours but, <laughs> um, now probably the game would be the better option Josh you honestly can't say
1: <laughs> I'm torn I'm torn
0: have, have you ever had a root canal?
1: Thank God, no.
0: Okay. I mean, it's basically just a, a filling that takes forever. Yeah. But um, I've, I've had several and they suck. <laughs> but as long as you're numbed up enough, they're not as bad as people make them out to be. Just <laughs> make damn sure you tell your dentist, hey, I need more Novocaine. And eight shots later, you're good to go.
1: <laughs> you're drooling out the side of your mouth and you're happy.
0: Yeah. So uh, what were, what were you doing when you were playing this? Josh, in, in your life. How, how do you associate this game with your life? Oh, man. The hours I, what you're never bad choices back.
1: in your life led you to this game? Oh, let, let me tell you about the bad choices I made. <laughs> I, I've probably told this story a couple times before, but this was still, I don't know, I'd probably only been at RP Gamer for like six months, and this game came out, and usually what happens when we get review codes is the person who's handling it kind of puts out a call like okay who's interested in this mac our our long lost editor-in-chief uh, at the time he put out a call for like hey we got a code for witch in the hundred night two who's who's gonna jump on this landmine for us <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i wasn't playing anything for review at the time and i'm kind of like i kind of like sheepishly message him and i'm like um, yeah, well, you know, I, I don't have anything going on right now. I, I guess I could I could play it. You know, like they they made a remake and now it's a sequel. It it can't be that bad, can it? I'm like I literally typed those words to Mac. Like it it they made a sequel. It can't be that bad, can it? And boy, little did I know <laughs> lowest score I've ever given a game.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember you were on backtrack or not backtrack, excuse me, um RPG cast talking about it and I just I've never I'd only known you for a little while. It's like, man, I this this poor guy's suffering. And I think I can't remember if you played that first or um uh, Metalbacks first.
1: That this was the first one. It, okay. it was it was it was a summer of bad anime inspired RPGs.
0: Okay, because by the time you got through Metal Max, it's like, my God, give this poor new person a good game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I played this, Little Witch Academia, and Metal Max basically back to back to back, all <laughs> in the same year. It was not a good year for anime-inspired RPGs that year.
0: <laughs> no, no. So so I played through this very recently. Um, I want to say, you know, I'd finish Elden Ring as like... how <laughs> That was such a good game. What am I going to do now? Oh, yeah, I guess I need to finish which in the 100 Night. And boy, that's like going from a, <laughs> a perfectly cooked ribeye steak to day old McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait a
2: minute. Doesn't day old McDonald's taste the same as zero day old McDonald's?
0: Y- you know, it's the there's point something- it's preserved
2: for like ever.
0: There's something to be said about when you go to McDonald's and get that batch of fresh fries, and yeah well ha- I,
2: I can give you that, yeah,
0: yeah, you have a pretty decent burger, and the the, the burger kind of hits it's like, you know what, this isn't bad i I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but I'm feeling good right now i'm I'm having my trash food, I'm having a good time, day old McDonald's tastes like ass, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what like that's what was was what it was like going from this to Elden ring. <laughs> And then one night I, I, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me I was I don't know if I had way too much caffeine Or what happened But I could not sleep um, my, my, my husband was sawing logs I couldn't tune him out No matter what I did So I, I went downstairs And got in my recliner And I'd hit that difficulty spike And it's like you know what I'm gonna run around in these sewers And grind on slimes Until I fall asleep and did that for an hour and that's what did it, it just it took me just a little while just running around mindlessly just killing slimes trying to relax get, getting into a trance i eventually got to the point where i could just do it literally do it in my sleep and then it's like okay i'm good set the controller down turn use it to turn off the tv and then cur- curl up and go to sleep for like with a four hours before my alarm was supposed to go off so yeah i use this game to cure insomnia
1: so to heck with nyquil just just play some witch in the Hundred Nine.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh matt have we sold you on it
2: um so basically i'm playing neptunia with rape jokes and uh, that's about all I got out of this. <laughs> you're, playing,
0: you're playing Action Neptunia. Action ne-
2: oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's Action Neptunia. Uh, to be honest, oh, I think that's the true. Ne- yep. I want to say the only Neptunia I've ever rolled credits on is the Action one. They're a uh, oh. horrible hyperdimension Neptunia action unleashed. You. I, I forgot It was Neptunia about Muso.
0: Okay, so Neptunia Muso is better than this, even. I mean, it's because it's a Muso. It's hard mm-hmm. to fuck up Muso.
2: <laughs> I mean, you had, like, scantily clad 10 year old twins, but, you know. had a rape joke, I guess it's six of one, half a dozen of the other.
0: I, I mean, this game does have sort of nudity because, I, I oh, that's mean, right. Metali- that's my
2: question. Natalia's
0: bra is being hold, held up by sheer willpower in this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The, but the, there's definitely scantily clad witches in the second game. And,
0: uh, and, and then uh there's a scene where Visco gets turned big and is tied up naked in the swamp and her bi- bi- her bindings leave nothing to the imagination. Mm, so uh, yeah. um I, another sort of inappropriate joke that I forgot about now that I think about it. But hey, you asked if there was nudity. Yeah, so so
2: you know, I, I don't know. it's either this or maybe I pick up uh, the center and kangua. Kangaroo pinball game that I've heard so much about. So,
0: oh my god, I that is a series that I've never been interested in.
2: <laughs> you know, I gave I gave the cooking game a try one time. It was too hard.
0: <laughs> I couldn't I
2: couldn't do it. It was like a rhythm game, and I'm like, oh, how hard can this be? Like, I, I've done the theater rhythms and whatever I like seriously two levels. And that was it. I gave that game like four hours and only cause I was like playing it every day, like on an exercise bike. And by the end of the week, I'm like, why, why am I trying this? Like, I, I can't freaking tap the buttons to get the people naked enough fast enough. I just, <laughs> I'm losing with all these fully clothed women. I get nothing out of this. <laughs> well,
0: well, we uh, threatened to do a Witch and a Hundred night show for so long, and I think we've done it, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel better ve- ve- airing my frustration. I I definitely feel better knowing that I didn't completely waste my time. Um, <laughs> you bared <it>, your soul. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting experience when you go in to expect to just load the game, and you're like, oh, th- that wasn't terrible.
1: <laughs> well, well, it is a bit infamous, as you know, like just horror one of the worst games in modern rpgs Mm -hmm. Um, you don't get many real stinkers anymore you get mediocre but not a lot of real stinkers but witch in the hundred Nights, it's it's up there
0: yeah on my perspective it's been more on the mediocre side um but i can see why other people would absolutely hate it (laughs) um like like I said, just give it a try on PS Plus just to see if you're curious. You you might you might enjoy it. You might end up playing it. Um, or you might, you know, play an hour and then go find something better to do with your time like watch paint dry. Who knows? <laughs> that being said, what do we have on the show schedule next? We have Legend of Legacy and Alliance Alive.
2: Yep. I, off air, I was complaining about the uh, saga game that I, I was forced to play against my will last year. Um, but these are some saga likes that I pretty much enjoyed. So,
0: well, one of them you enjoyed.
2: Well, one of them I enjoyed about ninety eight percent, but we'll save that for next week. Right.
0: And the yeah, that the other know, one was one hundred percent. Absolute garbage. <laughs> no, oh I don't, no. I don't think anybody liked. Uh, Legend of Legacy. I didn't even like having to ask for that at the GameStop because of how stupid that name is.
2: Um, You do realize that Wheels is going to be on and praising that game.
0: Uh, You know, for once, I think me and Wheels are going to disagree with something. (laughs) Though he did hate Final Fantasy 13, too, and I love that game. So we're not always of like minds. For twice. But that being said, thank you, Josh, for joining us and suffering for art. Certainly certainly um i I appreciate it and i I appreciate you and of course thank you matt for uh listening to us air our grievances (laughs) like you do sometimes happy festivus in july everyone (laughs) um like i said we're gonna have legacy legend of legacy and alliance alive on the next show so stay tuned for that um drop us a line on rpgamer.com on the show thread If you want to uh, voice your comments, agree with us, disagree with us, correct us, that sort of thing. I'm always willing to, or I'm always in love with more engagement. And we shall see you on the next Backtrack. Thanks, guys.
1: This witch is a terrible person.